Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Bigly Blast. Kevin Durant showed up for one of the biggest parties the Valley has staged in some time, and he left in a walking boot. Unfortunately, it was not from all the backside he's been kicking lately. Durant's grand debut stalled out when he rolled an ankle in pregame warm-ups. He has been a son for a month and still hasn't played his first game at Footprint Center, and last night was possibly the worst 31-point blowout victory the Valley has ever experienced. I mean, if you would have seen the excitement before the game, outside the arena, on the streets, people in sun's gear, people in costumes, people with their hair painted purple, and then you think about the money spent on two games against the Thunder for Durant's anticipated debut in the Valley. What a buzzkill! Especially for a fan base that clearly deserves better. Everything about the arrival of KD seemed to be the reverse of what we felt last night. He seemed to be the playoff proofing this organization so badly needed. He seemed to represent the end of all our collective misfortune. Some people even said he was Kevin sent to a region that has never won an NBA title. And now this, here's the good news. It might be nothing. And if it takes some time for Durant to return, the Suns are in a good spot in the standings and they've shown the ability to hit the ground running with their newest superstar. But after last night, who's willing to bank on good news in Phoenix, Arizona? All right, today's Bickley Blast brought to you by my great friends at Chapman BMW who make luxury attainable. Find them online at ChapmanBMW.com. Sorry, folks, park's closed. The moose out front should have told you. <laughs> I love that example. <laughs> yeah, right? It's Sorry, example. folks. You know what we should do now? We should go to the sporting goods store and we should buy a BB gun and we should demand Kevin Durant play. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that would work. Fire up the roller coaster. The other thing we need to do, Bick, is there's too many players getting hurt in these damn pregame warmups. We need to ban them in the interest of player safety. That's how crazy I am about this. No warm-ups. Go out there cold. Yes. That'll be great. <laughs> so yeah. disappointing. Okay, so uh, so hopefully we will get clarity. We'll get clarity. Was it just a, uh, the roll of an ankle? Like I said, that's that's an element that's got me freaked out. There were a lot of people who saw the tape of it and just assumed, okay, that's got to be a wet spot on the floor. That's got to be just some sweat that that puddled up, pooled up uh, for it to, for it. To be just a non-contact, stupid fluke injury, now that would be tough for me to digest. Because that, that really is just bad, dumb luck. And it also speaks, doesn't speak great about the condition of Kevin Durant's ankles. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know his entire injury I, history on whether ankles are, are, are an issue with him. I know DeAndre Ayton, when he has missed time in his career with the Suns, it's usually been ankle-related, and that's I don't know if that's at a concern level yet. It is what it is. It, it, um, right. You know, there was a lot of... There was a lot of mixed emotions last night because the Suns did play well. They blew out an opponent in Oklahoma City that came in without uh, its best player in Shea Gilgis Alexander. And, and and real quick on a, on a just on a side note there, mm-hmm. this is a team that is clearly not tanking. They are in the playoff picture with a young team way ahead of schedule, mm-hmm. and yet they're continuing to treat Shea Gilgis Alexander as this grizzled veteran. 
with a, a, an extent. A, a, I mean, he's a young guy, and mm-hmm. he played the other night and played well in a win over Golden State. I just hate what's happening on that front. I, I think I think Memphis conceded in their heads that there was no chance of beating Phoenix and Kevin Durant's Oklahoma home City. debut. Oklahoma I'm sorry, City, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that's what I. That, that's what I think they. You're probably right. Yeah. I mean, it, because it just it is very very odd. I was also looking at the uh, the pregame lineups and the roster sheet. Th- that Oklahoma City team is just impossibly young. It's crazy how many R's there are on that roster. That's right? true. Um, so but on the flip side yeah, of what you just yeah. said, though, too, do you think? We always talk about over over cautiousness and and were the Suns over cautious? Yes, because every team is in those circumstances. But was part of that decision last night potentially? Again, I don't know anything. It's all speculation. Was it potentially? Hey, Oklahoma City's coming in here with a with a skeleton crew. Shea Gilgis Alexander's not playing. Jalen Williams isn't playing. Why don't we rest Kevin Durant? Maybe get him ready for Sacramento or Milwaukee. Two better teams coming in. I don't know. Huh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I do know this. I do know that that we have been in this position so many times, waiting for injury news to come down. It's uh, Jared's back there shaking his head. It's just it's the worst. It's the worst because you, you think about last night and you being there and me being there. We all felt the same thing. It was uh, uh, by itself. It, had they given Kevin Durant the night off, had they said, "Listen, just to sit this one out," theoretically, we would be sitting here going, "Man." The Suns, have, they're, they're feeling, man, They even against a depleted team, to, to, to put 130-plus on a team without KD, that's not, that's not nothing. Mm-hmm. And for Devin Booker to be on the role that he's on and, and for some of these bench pieces to be flashing like, like there. But everybody who had go, went to that game last night, they all thought, okay, I don't think anybody has ticket stubs anymore. But if you did, you'd want to save it. You'd want to frame it. You'd want to, okay, I was there. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing that was going to happen last night that was going to satisfy everybody. Well, and this is on the heels, too, of <clears throat> waiting three full weeks for Kevin Durant to make a debut of any kind. I know. Where we thought it was going to be on a certain date, and it wasn't, and it got mm-hmm. pushed back again in the Milwaukee Road game, and finally you see him for three games, the third of which was a thrilling game against a team that everybody in Phoenix loathes. Uh, they beat Dallas, and Kevin Durant's at the center of it while playing 40 minutes. And you're like, yeah. all right, finally, the wait right. was worth it. Here we go. We're going to see the real Phoenix Suns the rest of the way. And the cruelty of all of it, it wasn't even a, a, an in-game injury. No, that's, that's, what's, that, that's, what's, that's what's shaking me to my foundation. Yes. That. That. Is that somebody somewhere's got something against the Phoenix Suns? And again, it's I would I would have a lot easier time dealing with this if somebody if if KD said, "Yeah, man, I didn't know there was a little wet spot on the floor," and I just might boom, and, and then I go, "Okay, that makes sense. That's a that's a dumb accident." Mm-hmm. But that but for for it to be something that's that might just be non-contact, that's that to me is. That's a that's a tough that's a tough thing to deal yeah. with. Uh, Monty Williams on dealing with the disappointment after all that build up and don't uh, make no mistake about it. The Suns felt that build up too. Yeah, I don't get caught up in the build up at all. You know, for me, it's just how do you get you know your team on the floor and get everybody healthy. Um, 
he's out there working his tail off, getting ready for the game, and he twists his ankle. So, I mean, you can't get frustrated about that. It's just, it's life. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I feel bad for him because he feels bad. He feels like, you know, I saw his face, and I've, I've been around him so many times. I, I know what he's feeling, and um, I don't want him feeling that way at all. Um, our group has adapted to a number of things um, all year long, from the summer until now, and um, this is no different. So we'll do our best to get him healthy and get him back out there on the floor. Yeah, another example you could use on how the, the, the feeling is, uh, and if you were ever a kid and got a birthday gift or a Christmas gift or some holiday gift or something, and it's this, you know, impeccably packaged box with bows and ribbons and then there's another box inside of a box and you get down to it and it's the gift is actually on order you get a little piece of paper that says hey i got you this but it's not going to be here here in time time, and you got to wait six to eight weeks for it to arrive that's what this all feels like right now good analogy it really is and you're right it was the waiting He, he the trade went down on february 9th his debut press conference was a week later on february 16th yeah, so February 9th, trade goes down. March 9th, we're talking about him still not making his home I know. debut. I know. April 9th is the last regular season Whoa. home game. Oh. Triple nines. Yeah. If you yeah. flip those over, exactly. it's triple That's sixes. How it feels cursed. <laughs> I saw your tweet last night, Jarrett. Cursed. Yeah. K-U-R-S-E-D with the K and the D in capitals. Can you ever just watch a basketball game and enjoy yourself rather than putting jokes no. out into the ether? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I couldn't. As soon as that KD thing happened, I was like desperately thinking, how can I capitalize yeah. on this for right. my own right. exactly. personal? How can I build my brand, build yes. my brand off someone else's misery? <laughs> Did it work? Did, Did it work? Did you do numbers? Did you do numbers? People, I think, were too depressed to laugh. Did you pick up any followers, Jared? <laughs> no. How many likes? How many faves? Did you get that the rush best? of getting likes? No, here, this like was the me. best one. Like me. This was at halftime I sent this one. To be fair, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant still might combine for 60 points tonight. <laughs> hey, that's good. <laughs> they would have, too, if not for those darn officials. Uh, the Madness tips off next week, and with it comes your chance to win the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. Just text BUCKS to 620-620 to sign up. Receive your bracket and compete for your shot at over $3,000 of prize. If you register before Sunday, you are entered to win a $200 gift card courtesy of Mavericks and Scottsdale. Once again, that's Bucks, B-U-C-K-S, to 620-620. Coming up next, it certainly sounds like DeAndre Hopkins is preparing to be a former Arizona Cardinal. We'll tell you what the wide receiver had to say next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You said you got to keep up the headlines. There's a lot of people that want your services, sir. Oh, yeah. I assume you know that. That has to be a good time. Good time to be alive. Good time to be D-Hop right now. Hey, I'm going to go make it worth it, you know. I'm going to do my job, and that's all I can do. DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver, currently a member of the Arizona Cardinals, appearing on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. Yeah, there is a lot of rumors. Pat McAfee's right about that. There are teams, uh, I think, probably behind the scenes preparing offers maybe to get DeAndre Hopkins out mm-hmm. from under the Arizona Cardinals for some draft compensation. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's more from a D-Hop on that. I feel great, man. I feel great. I feel amazing. Mentally, I feel good. Uh, obviously, you know, I've been hearing a lot of trade talks, but 
you know, I, I take things day for day, man. I don't look forward to the future. I live in the present moment. Right now, the Arizona Cardinals is, uh, you know, is the team and the roster that I'm on. And, uh, you know, I'm preparing myself uh, for whatever the future holds. Uh, you know, so I don't really look forward to the future. I'll let you guys do that talk. And maybe more interesting, um, a lot had been made in the last couple of contracts that DeAndre Hopkins had signed as an NFL player. He negotiated himself. He's not representing himself anymore. Obviously, last year, I didn't have an agent. The year before, I didn't have an agent when I did the contract in Arizona. And to answer your question, you know, I went out and hired, um, you know, my lawyer, who's an agent, to represent me, who's going to help me not get the short end of the stick, yes, as you say. Okay. And, uh, you know, and so, you know, hopefully he's going to do his job best he can, you know, to help me not get the short end of the stick. And, um... You know, like you said, you know, I've, I've, I've always took the back seat. I've never talked down on on teams. Uh, I never talked down on what's going on around the organization. Kept my head down. And, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, you know, me being me being patient and me just going to work. Hopefully it pays off in the next couple of years, man. And uh, I think me hiring an agent, you know, to handle this process right now, I think, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get the results that we want. Uh, obviously, the phrase that stood out because he repeated it was not get the short end of the stick. I'm mm. wondering if DeAndre Hopkins feels like he got the short end of the stick in, in previous negotiations. I, well, I, I, I don't know if it's that. What I what I think he's getting at here, I, th- I think, personally, the reason why he's compelled to hire an agent this time around is that agent has probably been tasked with, with executing the trade. Maybe had a talk with Monty Austin for it, said you are free to go explore a trade. This is what we need in return. Now, what DeAndre Hopkins is going to want from where he goes is more money, more guarantee money uh-huh. and the Cardinals don't want any part of that and you see this I this never used to be a thing in sports but it is now when players want to eject themselves from places very often teams tell their agents okay you make the deal I, we're not we're not going to spend one second of our time on this issue if he, your client wants out and, and I'm not saying this in a in a negative way about DeAndre Hopkins or a contentious way this is the way it works now all right your guy wants out so bad fine you bring us a trade. You get us what we want. You work it out. We're not spending an ounce of human capital on this. Mm-hmm. We saw it with Jay Crowder. Then they tell yeah, him? Yeah, Just people same thing. Explore a trade? Uh, yeah, yeah. Good contribution, Jared. Thank you. Time for a hand fruit. That broadcast school's <laughs> really paying Time off, Time for Bonnie. a hand fruit. Ferret. Dynamite drop in, Jared. So, uh, so but the short end of the stick thing, uh, could he feel that way about Arizona? Well, I... Uh, uh, again, I, I did he. What, what did he want? What did he expect? It seems to me the Cardinals did a lot for him. They, they, they gave him the lifeline out of Houston, which he wanted. He did, uh, and I they let him set his and own again, practice schedule. They, they all, did that as well. With all due respect to DeAndre Hopkins, I, I, I don't like this. This, uh, this Tony's taking that. Oh yeah, I hear a lot of rumors, but I just got to do what I got to do. You're the one behind this. I, Why do you think there's rumors? I speculate think there's that, trade well, rumors. We both speculated. We speculated upon it when the season was still going on that DeAndre Hopkins is a likely trade candidate yeah. with everything on the table mm-hmm. for the Arizona Cardinals. And maybe I'm jumping the gun here. I don't think I am because I think this will be the result we'll be talking about over the next couple of weeks as he'll be he'll be traded out of town for, for draft compensation. But three years with DeAndre Hopkins, and we... You know, we got in on the very ground floor of the Hopkins experience because that trade broke 
out of the clear blue on our show. And it was this whole... During the pandemic. During the pandemic. And there was just this... It was this this weird series of different tidbits that came out about it. And we were over the moon. If this is it, these three years for DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona, it's over. And he's going to be elsewhere. How do you characterize it? How do you look back at it? I mean, there was obviously a lot of good that first year. You got the 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 Hale or the uh, the, the Hale Murray play against Buffalo. Um, you got a full season of DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm. at the height of his powers. The last two seasons have been ultimately disappointing. I, I I would call it almost a wash, depending on what they get in trade compensation. Yeah, they they paid quite a premium for him. He he produced any number of big big moments, but but where's the success? You know. He, there was one playoff game that was most unfortunate. And he didn't play in it. And he didn't play in it. And the suspension may have yes. really impacted yeah. the, the season so, negatively. Yeah, I would I would say that, yeah, I would say the Cardinals, this was not a win for them. No, and, and he was asked by Pat McAfee and, and the members of the show yesterday what the highlight of his career. I mean, they're speaking in past tense in this interview, too, so I guess it's fair we do it as well. But what was the highlight of his career with the Cardinals? I would see the Hail Mary, uh, you know, all the catches and all the other stuff I made. But, you know, I feel like the highlight of my, my career at the Cardinals was when we were 8-0. Uh, and we had a chance to do something special there. Obviously, I got hurt, and, uh, you know, we couldn't continue, but I feel like I gave the organization, you know, a chance to, to prove themselves, you know, after I got hurt, and obviously we didn't finish, but I think that, that right there showed that, you know, whatever they traded me for, hopefully it was worth it. There's something like weird about the 2021 season. Michael Bidwell, now DeAndre Hopkins, don't remember the details of it. Michael Bidwell went on the press conference and said, "When we were 12 and two, we, they were never 12 no, and two. They were no. never eight and zero. Either. Seven and zero. <laughs> they were seven and zero. That is weird. Yeah, yeah, that is odd. Huh? Things get better with time, I guess. But that was a weird quote too. I gave them a chance to prove themselves after I got hurt. Sort of saying like they didn't live up to being a good. I don't know. It, yeah, it, it was. And make no mistake about it. I'm not mm. bashing the skills of DeAndre Hopkins when he's on the football field. He is a force to be reckoned mm-hmm. with. Um, but it, I don't think you know anybody being honest about it. If this is indeed the end, is going to look back and say, "Yeah, this is exactly what we yeah. wanted in that deal." It no. wasn't. And again, he's not. You, you, I, I don't want to sound like a hater because I, I have immense respect I for his too. playmaking abilities. But it's he's not the kind of wide receiver I want. Yeah, I want somebody who's physical, somebody who will engage in the blocking um, and the physicality of the game, and I want somebody who will practice. Somebody who doesn't just say, "I don't need to practice, so I'm not going to practice." That's fair. I don't think that's, that's not, I, not fair. I, I, th- I think those are things that bring a team down, and I don't think th- no level of individual greatness can negate mm-hmm. the negative aspects of that. I agree. And we'll keep an eye on uh, any of those trade rumors that seem to be bubbling up underneath the surface. Coming up next, back to the uh, Suns. They get a win last night, but potentially a huge loss with Kevin Durant going down. We'll talk to Eddie Johnson, Suns television analyst and Sirius XM NBA radio host next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Dan Bickley and Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports. That is Bickley Murata mornings live from the Oxygen Community Studios here on Arizona Sports. And kind of the theme of the morning has been, I don't think there's ever been a more uh, depressing 31-point victory in uh, Phoenix Suns history. But uh, here we are. Kevin Durant goes down in pregame warm-ups. His status up in the air. Unknown at this point here to talk about everything Suns with us. The television analyst and Sirius XM NBA radio host, Eddie Johnson, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Eddie, how are you? 
I'm doing good, uh, as best as can be. Yeah. <laughs> After, you know, basically hearing that, uh, or my fact showing up to the game and hearing it immediately. It was a strange scenario because you know anybody who saw the warm-ups, and I was one of them, Eddie, you see him go down and you immediately have that thought, uh-oh. Then he gets up and continues the routine without changing his facial expression, no reaction really at all from Kevin Durant, and then the news comes out. I mean, I know Devin Booker talked about it. He's been injured in pregame warm-ups. It's not very common. Did that ever happen to you in your career? It is common. Uh, and that's why I push back on load management and, you know, these analytical nerds who think they can preserve players and and all of that. And it's just to be hogwash because, uh, look, uh, John Wall stepped out of the shower towards Achilles. Mm-hmm. He wasn't playing basketball. Uh, he wasn't in control of anything, but that's that's it's a that's a normal thing. That is not abnormal at all. I've tweaked my ankle. I've done things just working out and just you know by myself playing ball. So it's not abnormal. Yeah, and and anybody who's who's played basketball, you you you, you know what it's like to roll an ankle. As a guy who played it at the highest level, what do your how do you feel about this? From what you witness with KD, you think it's going to be okay? I know. Again, I'm not asking you to speculate. Just what what are you feeling well, about this? Well, I mean, obviously he'll be back. You know, it's just a matter of when. Uh, you know, all ankles heal differently. Uh, you, you got the swelling part, and how long that continues, and and all of that. So rehab plays a huge part of it. It was a good sign, though, that he got up and kept going, but it could also be a bad thing that he kept going. You know, so we just don't know. Uh, but, but, again, he didn't have to be carried off the floor. Uh, that's a good sign. And based on what you said, you know, he didn't, you know, he got back to it and he still was moving around. He was jumping off his left foot as well. Mm-hmm. So to me, you know, it tells me that, you know, it might not be as bad as what people think. Uh, It's just unfortunate that people put out there quickly that, you know, he could be out for the season and all that. We're not doctors, man. And everybody's body is different. And the one thing about Kevin Durant, I think we should take notice is that dude, he returns well from injuries and his mindset is always strong. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want from a player. Uh, because you know he's going to put in the effort and the work to be able to get himself back. And uh, that's what we have to go with. And uh, hopefully the team can continue to play well and don't put pressure on him to have to push himself to come back sooner than what he should. Yeah, Eddie Johnson, Suns television analyst, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. You kind of lead me into my next question, Eddie, is we, we got the three-game sample of what Kevin Durant looks like when he gets inserted into the lineup. The results were very positive, three wins. Uh, they looked really good on offense. How much can the Suns rely on that three-game experience, though, to keep this going and you know count on Kevin Durant to come back at some point before the end of the regular season and pick up where he left off? Well, the reason, I mean, the Suns got projected to probably, you know, have a chance to win a championship was the addition of Kevin Durant. Okay, it wasn't Kevin Durant coming to a team that was a team that didn't have talent. Suns still have Devin Booker, they got DeAndre Ayton, they got Chris Paul. Uh, And so they have a plethora of old guys that know how to play. So you got to keep going. And and, and then that's the way way you look at it. And... uh, 
And then when KD comes back, it just takes it to an insane level. Yeah, you're so right about that, because if there's one thing we learned is that it, it's not going to take a long time. It didn't take a long time for Katie to get assimilated here. So if and mm-hmm. when he does, there's not going to be a, a big ramp up period required. No. And even even Thunder coach last night, Mark Dagnold, said that one of the things that he, he he's blown away by KD is this is a guy that could get his own shot whenever he wants, wherever he wants on a basketball court, yet he values blending in with the team and blending in with the team concept. It's one of the hidden values of, of KD, according to him. So I guess those are good things to look at if you want to. Yeah, I mean, look, he's one of the most unselfish superstars I've ever seen. I mean, he only takes about 16 to 17 shots a game in a period of time where analytically it's okay to chuck up shots from anywhere. I mean, the other day, Damian Lillard took 38 shots. 38 So, I mean, you know, I think the door is open for these guys to go shoot it, analytically speaking. Uh, tough three-point shots is better than a, than a contested two. I mean, so that's the mentality. Kevin Durant doesn't give in to that. Devin Booker doesn't. Chris Paul doesn't. And so... Uh, they play the game the way you should, and I think that makes it easy for KD to blend in. That's why he wanted to come to Phoenix. I mean, he's a basketball savant. He's been watching the league. He knows what teams he could fit into and play with. And the Suns were one of the, obviously the, the main team that he wanted to get to. Andy Johnson, our guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. You used the phrase insane level earlier in the conversation, Eddie. One guy that's already at that insane level is Devin Booker. He did it again last night. First son to score 35 or more in uh, four straight games. He had 44. He's doing it efficiently. I mean, what are you seeing in terms of, of Devin Booker's uh, ascension coming back from an injury of his own? Look, he's, he's, look, he's one of the best players in our league. Uh, he is undoubtedly the best two guard in the league, and he just continues to show it. Uh, he's one of the best scores that we've ever seen. Now, I'm not ranking him. I'm not saying he's top five, top six, top seven. He's one of the best scores we've ever seen because there's nowhere on the court that he can't punish you, and that's why I put him in that category. And when he is connected, when he is focused. He is unstoppable. Now, when he came back from injury, you know, you could tell the shot wasn't there. You could tell the rhythm was not all the way there. Even though he was still getting, he was getting numbers, but it wasn't efficient numbers like we're used to seeing. Now he's on one of those runs. I mean, he gets on runs, man, and it just seems like he's unstoppable. If that game was close last night, he would have had 60. Yeah, I agree. And, and so, and foul trouble got him as well. So uh, hopefully he can continue playing well like this and uh, other guys step up and the Suns can continue winning uh, because they have a great opportunity to move up with the standings. They have a great opportunity to maybe shoot for the third seed, the second seed. And uh, they're going to have to keep winning games to do it. There's going to be a couple of teams that are going to be stuck in that play-in tournament that never believed they were going to be there. Zion, there's no clearance for his return. Lucas suddenly is dealing with a thigh issue that might be a lot more serious than than people in Dallas want to admit. What do you make of just the state of the Western Conference at, at this point and just how wide open it might be? Well, at one point, the Eastern Conference is looking like the better conference. And then all of a sudden, the trade deadline comes about. And you get a lot of tremendous players move over to the West, and all of a sudden, the West has improved. All the way down to the, maybe the 12th seed, you know, and I think case in point, the Lakers, right? 
Lakers looked like they were going nowhere, like they couldn't win games. And all of a sudden, with the trade to the deadline, they seem like a pretty damn good team now. <laughs> yeah. you know, Anthony Davis is playing out of his mind. So, I mean, the West right now, man, is just a juggernaut. It, it truly is. Uh, I don't think it's any clear-cut favorite. I think any team can turn it on. And injuries, obviously, is going to, you know, make a difference for everybody. But that's why I love the 82-game marathon. Mm -hmm. Like, people want to cut the season short. I'm like, no. If you cut the season short, then what you're doing is you're allowing the best teams to always win. The beautiful part about the 82-game marathon is a team like the Warriors who had to go all the way into June to win the championship, right? And now they have to return a few months later and try to do it again. While other teams probably had an extra two or three months off. You know, a couple of months off. Now they have an opportunity to take advantage of a fatigued team. And we're seeing it with the Warriors. They're 7-25 on the road. So you can see that the journey now is getting tougher for them because they've run the marathon a little bit more than everyone else. And so that's the beautiful part about this, man, the 82 games. It just shows the toughness, man, and who is going to persevere and get through it. And it's not easy. As Monty always says, everything good is on the other side of heart. That's exactly what this is. And so no woe is me, Suns fans. Like, we have KD. We know his commitment. We know that he can return. And these things are going to happen. I think I'm really happy that it's not as bad as it could have been. Yeah. You know, and so that's the way I'm looking at it. Daddy, always a pleasure. Thanks yep. so much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll talk again soon. All right, guys. Thank, Thank you, Daddy Johnson, Suns television analyst, Sirius XM NBA radio host. He joined us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Love that guy. EJ, what is up? Westinghouse, uh, <laughs> what is up? <laughs> I, we ran out of time. I wanted to ask him what his beloved Bears are going to do at quarterback. Oh. Because now yeah. there's people saying they should trade fields for Lamar Jackson. Oh, we'll have to get, yeah, we'll have to get with him on <laughs> yeah. that. Coming up next, big hit on it with Eddie. Uh, not only is the Western Conference up for grabs, last night was a weird night around the Western Conference, and not just in Phoenix. We'll get into the latest next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. McCollum, left corner. Bounce feed to Marshall, back to CJ. Pop another three. Oh! Rumble, young man! Straight away! Rumble! Check at the best possible time from a column. It's not good. Uh, I mean, it's been going for one week, maybe more. Uh, I just can't really push all that. Like, just giving my rhythm, you know, running. Uh, I can feel it. Uh, but mostly, uh, probably on the jump shots, you know, because we need both legs. So pushing off, it's been really hard for me. Yeah, CJ McCollum got hot last night for New Orleans in a win over Dallas. That uh, highlight from ESPN New Orleans. That's Luka Doncic in that same game. Left the game with a thigh issue that has been bugging him for a while. He says it's not good. He's going to have an MRI. In that same game, Brandon Ingram of the Pelicans sprained an ankle. The Denver Nuggets lost at home big to the Chicago Bulls. They've been kind of immune to those Bulls. types of performances. Yet Bulls. the Bulls, Bulls came in and they imposed their will. Is what they did. <laughs> 
<laughs> the Grizzlies announced Steven good. Adams out for the year. Super fan. Oh, Steven Steven Adams what? out for the year. I didn't yeah. see that. Brand. Oh, excuse me, Zion Williamson's going to be reevaluated in a couple more weeks, and of course we got Kevin Durant turning his ankle uh, last night pregame wow. and not seeing him in his debut. Steven Adams and Brandon Clark. Mm-hmm. And John Morant, they announced also what that he's out at least four, four games, games now. One yeah. more games. Those are yeah. four tough games, which could all be Memphis losses. They are hanging on by a fingernail to the number two seed. They're tied with Sacramento, just ahead of the Suns. What I'm saying is, in the Western Conference, Bick, mm-hmm. we're dealing with a lot of bleep here. Yeah, we're dealing with a lot of bleep here. There's no doubt about it. And uh, the, everyone's worst nightmare was voiced once again by Eddie Johnson, and that would be as of right now, the Lakers are rolling hot. Of all teams, talk about the Indiana Jones snakes line, Lakers. Why did did it have to to be be Lakers? Lakers? Just change their name to the Cockroaches. You can do that. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, uh, this is this is bizarre. And again, so you've got the Denver Nuggets humming along, a team that everybody respects, kind of. But not really. Except for Dan Bickley. <laughs> I'm just joking. I respect them. I just don't like them. Yeah. Uh, and and I and I don't fear them. That's that's. I think that's the better word. So I don't. I really don't know. I mean, it's it's frightening that this thing might come down to something as random as the Clippers and the Lakers and yeah, the Clippers know. have won a couple straight. But last night, I mean, the Nuggets again, just a, a ho hum performance, which they have not really mm-hmm. been. They've not really succumbed to those. They lose to a. Chicago is a team that you look at them on paper. They've got a ton of talent with Levine and DeRozan. They just don't win a lot. And the the Nuggets don't lose a lot. And they they dominated the Nuggets last night. And it was, I mean, we we get caught up in, and we talked about this yesterday at the end of the show, the, the Nikola Jokic pursuit of a third consecutive MVP. It looks like it might be on course again because now he's putting up triple double numbers on a team that's in first place in its conference and has one of the best records in the league. But last night, that th- that argument seems kind of empty. Mm-hmm. 18 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. Great numbers, but what did it lead to? Nothing. He had five turnovers in that game as well. Uh, I'm, but, I'm like you. I, I start, you start at the top. Denver, they have something to prove. Jokic has been the MVP for the last two seasons. They got swept two years ago by the Suns. They went out with barely a whimper last year in the playoffs against Golden State. If it doesn't happen this year mm-hmm. for for Denver, there's going to be a lot of doubters on that franchise moving forward. Now they're the one team though that sort of has locked up their spot. Yes, they're they're going to get the number one seed pretty much no matter what happens. Pretty much everybody else in the top what is it twelve. Can move anywhere. Thirteen, really. There's three teams: Oklahoma City, Portland, and Utah are eleven, twelve, thirteen, with identical thirty-one and thirty-five records. And realistically, Golden, everyone from five down could be in the play-in. You, you think that the Suns Possibly, are beyond that at yeah. this point? You think? And they had played better basketball. Even before the Durant debut, they were winning some games, so that's got to give them a little bit of, of confidence, especially if it's a prolonged absence for, mm-hmm. for Kevin Durant. So I, mm-hmm. I agree with you there. But yeah, 5-13, to 13, just put them, put them in a hat and pick out names, basically. It's, you're, you're probably going to be more accurate yeah. doing that than projecting of what and, this thing's going to look like. And before, obviously, you know, when things were rosy and wonderful yesterday, we were like, all right, with Kevin Durant, the Suns are surging, Memphis is falling, and we don't trust Sacramento. The Suns are going to get up to the number two seed. Mm-hmm. 
who even knows if that's good or bad or what matters anymore because you don't know who you're going to play in that first round because it's so jumbled there. Would you rather get the two seed but have to play yeah, the listen, Warriors or the Lakers? Before the game, it was interesting because Brian Windhorst asked Monty Williams just that. Monty Williams um, indulged him and said, yeah, I've been kind of scoreboard watching a little bit. I've been watching the, the standings and eyeing and looking and considering possibilities. And then he caught himself and realized that's just a, a pointless exercise because who knows how the bottom's going to fall out of this thing. And and I, so I, I think this. I, I think that if, if, you're, if you're looking to be reassured after having your faith shaken last night, I, you look at the fact that what Eddie Johnson said, we know that Kevin Durant comes back from injuries yeah. very mentally strong. That's, that's a fact. And so you don't have to worry about his commitment or what he's going to be like once he comes back. And we also know from experience that this team was functioning at a very high level three games into the experiment. Mm-hmm. And given what the competition might be in the West, it, again, I, I think I, this we're talking about a potential – Maybe we're speculating on how many games Kevin Durant might miss. You might have the Grizzlies looking at this thing and saying, it's done. This ain't going to happen for us this year. We got to get John Morant right. We got a couple of key pieces injured. They might be saying the same thing in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Look, we were a piece short anyways. Now Luka's really hurt. We got to find one more guy to go with this mix. Their addition of Kyrie was not as smooth as the addition of KD. No. Like they didn't instantly have chemistry. So, so different in terms of, of their their basketball IQ. And now he's going to be asked, Kyrie Irving's going to be asked to carry a much heavier load. Mm-hmm. As, as it pertains to the Suns, it's so weird the difference a year can make. Last year, going into the playoffs, there was great comfort in the Suns having the number one next to their name as mm-hmm. the one seed, and there was great comfort in the fact that they'd won 64 regular season games, a franchise record. We saw how that shook out. We might be at a point now with the Suns, and again, there's there's no there's no new developments on Kevin Durant. We don't have any news. We don't know what the future looks like. But you could say this: if Kevin Durant is healthy going into the playoffs, there will be probably more comfort in that, despite what the number is in front of uh, no uh, of their name no wherever doubt. they're seated, uh, because we know how last year shook out. Now it's it's always the great unknown, but. You, you know, this is a Suns team that might be going into the, the, the postseason with 45 to 47 wins. I mean, well, 15, you know, 17 less than last year. To be lighthearted about it, you'd, you may not want a home court advantage with Kevin Durant because he doesn't play games at footprint. That's, right. That's true. Play them all on yeah, the road. Play them all on the road. <laughs> Volunteer to play every game on the road. Yeah, we'll keep you updated if we hear anything before we get out of here at uh, 10 o'clock on the condition of Kevin Durant. You can always... Uh, text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line. It's open at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, 9 o'clock. I know what a big subject on social media is today. We'll get into it with social studies. Trash-ass song parodies? Yes. <laughs> and onions? I don't know. Sarah Gazelle will take us Birds? for social studies next. Birds? Spickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.